Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. And so um, this message that I'm going to bring today um, was really birth out of my own personal devotional time yesterday. Um, so just join with me uh, in the book of First Samuel. Jesus, you're going to have to help me teach this today. And I pray that you all are praying for me. spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge and the eyes of my understanding be enlightened as we take this scripture apart um, because I did find myself uh, just like this character in the Bible I do see how God orchestrates and predestines us for destiny moments. Uh, everything that has happened in our lives is a result of God's plan. Be it good or bad. Uh, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes or Proverbs, better is the end of a thing than its beginning. So it doesn't matter how your story starts. Your story may be raggedy. Your, the beginning of your story may be raggedy like mine. Uh, but God has a way of uh, just like a, when I, went, when I was in grade school, we went to a symphony. And in this symphony, uh, they had all types of instruments in the symphony and prior to the symphony starting you may have had the oboe section or the cello section they're tuning and making their own noise and the harp and the, all the other wind instruments over here are making all types of noise and you're wondering with all these different wind and string instruments making their own noises how is all of these different parts going to come together much like our lives our lives are comprised of many parts some parts so good some parts not so good but God has a way of putting the not so good and the real good together and creating a great masterpiece. And so uh, let's go here to 1 Samuel chapter 9. I went old school because I write faster than I type because when the Lord downloads he talks to me. I can just, shh. and so I got about three, four pages of notes that I was in the office this morning while y'all were singing songs of Zion, as the old Baptist folks say, while y'all were singing songs of Zion. I was in there typing crazy. And so I didn't get to type all my notes, but uh, we're just going to roll with it, rock with it. And sometimes God don't want me to have notes. He want me to depend on his spirit. So let's look at 1 Samuel. We're not going to read all of it. I'm going to skip around, uh, and I'll just give you the back story of what's getting ready to happen. We'll start at verse 1, 1 Samuel chapter 9. Y'all praying the way people. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish. 
son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Bikorath, the son of Aphia, a Benjamite, a mighty man of wealth and valor. This man, Kish, was a mighty man of wealth and valor. Kish had a son named Saul. Everybody say Saul. A choice young man and handsome. Among all the Israelites, there was not a man more handsome than he. He was a head taller than anyone of the people. You read, do some background. He was just under seven feet tall. Just a little shy. So he was taller than the rest of his people. Just a little shy of seven feet. Here's, I want you to pay attention to verse number three. The donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, was lost. Everybody say the donkeys were lost. Kish said to Saul, take a servant with you and go. What was Saul to do? Take a servant and go. Look for the donkeys. And they passed through the hill country of Ephraim and the land of uh, Shalisha, uh, but did not find them. So number three, Saul and a servant was looking for what? Donkeys that were lost, right? Verse four says, they went through the land, they went to different cities and towns, but they did not find them. Then they went through the land of Shalim, and the land of Benjamin, but did not find them. And when they came to the land of Zuth, Saul said to his servant, Let us, let's, let's return, lest my father stop worrying about the donkeys and become concerned about us. Verse 5, the servant said to him, Behold now, behold means to look. Look now, there is in this city, a man of God. Everybody say, a man of God. A man held in honor. All that he says surely comes true. Now let us go there. Perhaps he can show us where we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, but if we go, what shall we bring the man? The bread in our sacks is gone, and there is no gift for the man of God. What have we? The servant replied, I have, a, I have here a quarter of a shekel of silver. I will give that to the man of God to tell us our way. Let's jump all the way down. Let's look at verse 15. Now a day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed to Samuel in his ear, tomorrow about this time, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be leader over my people Israel, and he shall save them out of the hands of the Philistines. For I have looked upon the distress of my people because their cry has come to me. Verse 17, when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said, there is the man whom I told you about. He shall have authority over my people. We'll stop there, but I'm going to be teaching from this whole chapter. Um, I'm going to talk for a few minutes. It's a part of the plan. It's a part of the plan. As I said at the beginning, um, our lives are comprised of many different parts. As I said earlier, some good, some not so good, but somehow God causes all of it to work for our good. And remember during the fearless series, I gave you a scripture, Psalms 139. And 
One particular verse in Psalms 139 says, every day of my life was recorded in your book. What did the writer say? Every day. How many days? Every day. How many days? Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Then if you look at Romans chapter 8, verse 29, I believe it says, uh, he predestined. He predestined. He foreknew us. If you read Romans chapter 8, it talks about he foreknew us. He predestined us. We, we, we're all on a collision course with destiny. Mm. Will you touch yourself and say, self? I'm on a collision course with destiny. But even while we're on our collision course with destiny, God has already orchestrated certain persons to be in our lives at the right time, at the right moment to help us get to the place God has already predestined for us to be. My God today. Saul doing his sonly duties, looking for donkeys. And at that time, and in that, in that era, uh, donkeys were considered a, a prized commodity. If you had donkeys, you had money. You had money. You had money. Donkeys were, I mean, if you had a lot of donkeys, you, you, were, the, you were the creme de la creme. All right? Uh, you were the the it factor in your community. Not much like now. If you see donkeys on the farm, you'd be like, they look old, they look raggedy. They're looking at you like what? Why are you looking at me? And so, this seemingly, so Paul, Saul, was on a mission looking for his father's donkey along with the servant. Now, you got to understand Saul needed the servant because the servant was essential to help him get to his destined moment. My God. You better be very careful of how you treat insignificant people that God has placed in your life because they just might be the answer, one of the answers to get you to the place where God has predestined for you to be. A little old servant. A little old servant. Did you hear that? A little old servant. Just a little servant. Just a little servant. Just a little servant. And so this, this they're on this journey looking for donkeys. All the loss of the donkeys were all a part of a predestined moment. Some of you may be in a season where you seem like there is fruitless and you have lost things and you're trying to figure out what is the purpose of this loss. But even God has divine purposes even in loss. It's quiet in here. You're crying over something that you lost when God says, I've orchestrated the loss because that loss is going to put you on a search. And, and within that search, I've already got divine people that is orchestrated to help you look for something else. You're coming to a dead end, but God says this dead end is the, is the beginning of a new path that I've ordained for you. I wish I had some help in this place. Touch your neighbor said, God has a purpose even in dead end situations. God has a purpose even in fruitless situations. That marriage that ended, that relationship that ended, it was on purpose because God wanted to get you to a place, hallelujah, where a new path, a new territory, which was already predestined for you to travel. And sometimes God does not want extra baggage, come on, extra people traveling along with you on the path that God has already predestined for you to be on, hallelujah. And so we're crying over lost baggage when God says that was in the plan already. 
Some of us are mad at people that have left us and that said they were going to be with us. I can't hear nobody say nothing. But could it be that God in his infinite plan before you even put in your mother's womb, he said all the days of your life were already recorded. They, come on, there are some people that just in your life, they play a supporting role, but hallelujah, but you play the lead role. Supporting actors, you know, there's Emmys. People win Emmys, and, and they win, they win, they win uh, 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 awards for supporting roles. All right, so they're on this search for donkeys. Three days, they couldn't find these donkeys. They're going from town to town to town. Now, they allowed, there was a season of grazing and so they allowed Kish's father, they, he allowed the donkeys to graze in open field. And, but these donkeys were branded with their names on it. So if anybody saw the donkeys and they knew where, they, where the donkeys were going, they were to tell them, well, we saw your donkeys up there because their name was branded on the donkeys. And so these donkeys had roamed off, roamed off, roamed off, roamed off, grazing and eating. And so within this moment... Saul cannot find these donkeys on purpose, for a purpose. It was lost on purpose for a purpose. I wish somebody would type that in the comment section. It was lost on purpose for a purpose. Come on here. So... Saul is now, can you imagine, I don't know if you've ever lost anything and, and you cannot find it, but you know you had it. It's, it's, it's no worse feeling than to know you had something and you can't find it and it's misplaced and it's lost. And, and then uh, I can imagine, come on, let's, let's, let's use our Holy Ghost imagination. You know, Saul is looking for these donkeys and he's like, my dad has sent me on a mission to find these donkeys because, you know, this is a part of our wealth. Come on here. And, and now we can't find them. And can you imagine Saul three days searching for donkeys from frustrated, irritated, come on here, mad and probably hungry, can't hear nobody say nothing, and don't tell them what the weather was during this time, can't hear nobody say, can you imagine all of the elements that they were dealing with trying to find some donkeys? Couldn't find them on purpose because God had a purpose within the lost donkeys. Three days, couldn't find him. But the servant, the supporting actor in this story, who had a supporting role, insignificant person, a servant, a servant. Not only a servant, millionaire, but the right servant for the right moment. And no telling how long the servant has been in the house serving Kish and the Kish family. Can't nobody say nothing. But they just didn't pick any servant. It was the right servant that had the right answer at the right time. Come on here. My God. And so this servant said, now wait a minute, Brother Saul. I know I'm just a servant. I know I'm just a servant. But may I suggest to you, there is a man of God, and whatever he says comes to pass, and surely he could probably help us on our journey finding what we're looking for. Now, had not the servant been with Saul, Saul would have returned home. Because he was ready to go. He had given up. And many of us, we quit too early. When God says, no, let me add a supporting actor to your story 
to help you further this search. But while you're searching for this, you're going to collide with a predestined moment. And so he said, there's a man of God. He is a seer. He's a seer. He's a seer. He's a seer. His name is Samuel, who has a track record of what he says come true. Now, my thing is, how is it that a servant knew about a man of God? And Saul, being of the tribe of Benjamin, who's in the Israelite clan, did not know about the prophet. You can be in the church. And people out who have no covenant connection with church know more about what. So even though the servant, we don't know the nationality of the servant, but we know that the servant was needed to help this Israelite who was supposed to have a covenant connection with God reconnect him on purpose with a man of God to help him get to his purpose. The servant said, let's go to, let's go to Samuel. But Saul says, we don't have nothing to give the man. But the servant again says, I got something. I'm going to help you get to the place where you have already been predestined to get to. Even though we don't know that God is behind the scene orchestrating the servant and the loss of the donkey. Come on here. All this failure, all this fruitless efforts. Come on here. God is behind the scene pushing and orchestrating Saul for his predestined moment. Touch the neighbor and say, it's a part of the plan. The failures, it's a part of the plans. The mistakes, come on here, it's a part of the plan. The betrayals, it's a part of the plans. The divorce, the abortion, come on here. The, 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 uh, the, uh, the, uh, the abuse, the physical and sexual abuse, it is a part of the plan. I didn't understand it then, but understood I now that everything that I've faced, everything that I've gone through, have gone through, will go through, and will continue to go through, it is already a part of the plan to push me to destiny. Come on here. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And I want you to write this point down. Hallelujah. Men have to endure the discipline of disappointments before they can bear the reward of success. Let me say that one more time. Men have to endure the discipline of disappointments before they can bear the reward of success. Did you hear what I said? The disappointments should be nothing but fuel and stepping stones to get you to the reward of success. Because if you get success too early without disappointment, you will never appreciate success when God gives it to you. Am I helping somebody here? So I wish somebody would say, embrace your disappointments. Touch yourself, say self. Embrace your disappointments because it's still a part of God's overall plan. You're stuck in regret and God says, I've already moved from there. But you're still stuck there. Well, I did this and I did this. And what you're doing is you're disqualifying yourself from your predestined moment. And you're stuck. Satan has a PhD in giving, getting us to be stuck. Hallelujah. In regrets and failure. And God said, that was a part of the plan already. Just keep on going because I got some supporting actors that is a part of your story to help you get to where I'm trying to get you. Just keep moving. Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck in the loss. 
Am I helping anybody in here? Am I helping anyone in here? God has already forgiven you for your failures and you're still stuck there in your failures. God said, but I want to use that to get you to success. So the servant said, Saul said, well, we don't have anything. The servant, the supporting actor says, well, I have a, what the man say? He said, I got a quarter of a shekel. Now, <laughs> a shekel equated to $2.50. A quarter of a shekel was 0.625 cents. But he says, no matter the size of the offering, the offering to the man of God was not to pay him, but it was, a, it was a customary act in that time that if you were going to the man of God, hallelujah, you brought him a gift which made room for you. You're showing honor to the gift. And let me say, there have been times when people, certain people that God has placed in my life during my course of my journey, that God, when they would, when God would release them to give a prophetic word, it was custom for me. Come on here. It was nothing for me to sow a seed into them because they had the key to unlock my destiny. And when you honor God's prophets, come on here, when a prophetic word is released to you, come on here, it is it is honorable thing to sow into that person's life who has the key to your destiny. Because when you honor the prophet, you're honoring God. And then God in turn honor you for honoring his man or woman servant. All right, so they on their way to the city. Look at God ordering the steps. Saul said, we ain't have nothing. Servant said, I got a little piece of something, and that's going to work for us. So they go. They decide to go see. Now their search from the donkeys has now turned to a search for the man of God. They were searching for this, but that search ended up turning. Have you ever been, have you ever been searching for something? And then while you search, while you looking for that something you were focused on, you end up finding something else. And you, it's like going down a rabbit hole. You're like, and you done forgot the original search because the new search caught your attention but it was divinely appointed that you were supposed to go down this search anyway oh my god here's somebody all right let me move on and so they decide to go to the man of god god was already he had already orchestrated uh this divine appointment uh with samuel the prophet all the while we see, again, the providence. Everybody say providence. Providence means foresight, preserving, and governing of all things uh, that God is at work. He's at working. He's, he's in control. He's in control of all things. He, he, he is the, the, we're talking about here the providence of God. The providence of God at work for Saul's life. The providence, the predestined will of God is at work in Saul's life. Everybody here has already been predestined. There is a purpose and a plan for your life. The part, the part that you play is, is being in agreement with the predestined will of God. Come on here. Come on here. And so, I want you to understand even when it appears God is not working, he is working behind the scenes. 
Will you say that with me? Even when it feels like or seems like God is not working, he's already worked. He's not working. He's already worked. Because you are predestined. Come on here. That means you are just fulfilling the predestined moment that God has already orchestrated for you. So your life is just a series of events that has already been planned for your life. You're just walking it out. Am I helping somebody here? Touch yourself and say, self, it's in the plan. 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 So they get to the place. They got the servant. Saul has the servant. Let us back this up. Loss of donkeys. Servant with Saul. Servant need, has everything Saul needs to get him not to turn back, to keep moving forward. The servant says, there's a man of God. Let's go see the man of God. They go to the city and they meet some more supporting actresses now in this story. They meet some maidservants and they said, where is the seer? They said, oh, he just came to town. He's getting ready to go up to the high place and, and offer sacrifice. Harry, before he goes up. Samuel had already been told the day before that about this time, Saul, the Benjamite, is coming to you. Saul didn't know it. Samuel, the prophet, the seer, knew it. So they're walking. Saul sees Samuel. Samuel sees Saul. Everybody say a collision course with destiny. Saul has no clue. Samuel has the key. The Lord told me to put this down. There is a man, a woman of God, who has been assigned to your life to help unlock your future. But God told me to write this down too. He said, tell the people, do not Take the man and woman of God for granted or abuse their position in your life. You are to honor and respect the prophet that God has allowed to cross your path to help unlock you. Because if it wasn't for the prophet being in your life at the right time or the apostle, the prophet, come on, the apostle, prophet, the fivefold ministry gift or whoever that was designed. If it wasn't not for you meeting that person, you would not be walking in the steps that God has ordained for you right now. Come on here. So you need to always honor and cherish the people that God has placed in your life to unlock you. Let me talk about me. It was in the plan of God. I feel Holy Ghost now. A little boy come from Hutchins, Texas. He goes through sexual abuse. He goes to the Wilma Hutchins ISD school district for about two days. <laughs> My dad said, mm -mm, we're not going to leave him in the school district. Matter of fact, let's put him in a school district uh, that we heard was a great school system, school district at that time, DeSoto ISD. Not knowing that God was intervening to set me up to where I am now. Yeah, 
even during the fifth grade. I go to fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade in the DeSoto School District. Graduated from DeSoto High School, 1994. Not knowing, y'all, that behind it all, God had already orchestrated this predestined moment here. I thought I'm just going to school at the school district, not knowing that I was going to meet the pastor of this church, son. who was a supporting actor in my predestined moment. Oh, y'all, y'all, you're missing it, you're missing it. There was a need that I had at that time because I was one of the musicians over the gospel choir at DeSoto called Believers in Christ. And so I was like one of, the, one, of, one of the main musicians. And so we needed a drummer. There was a need. I was, we were searching for a drummer. The drummer was already in the school. But in our search, we found this guy named Frederick Levi Gant Jr. We end up becoming friends over this period of time. Come on here. Not knowing that God was behind my predestined moment to be the apostle of this church. Now, may I submit to you that when the devil has an inkling of supporting actors and actresses in your part, the devil will also try to bring a wedge, come on here, between that supporting actor and the lead actor. I can't hear nobody say nothing. Uh, but if God has divinely appointed them, come, can't no devil in hell break up the relationship because the relationship is an essential, come on here, to get you to the place where God has for you to be. And then sometimes the supporting actor or actresses have to fall off once you get to that destination. Now you don't hear nothing else about the servant. Come on here. When Saul became king because the supporting role actor had already served his purpose to get him to a certain point. Come on here. There are certain there are people that play specific roles in your life to a certain point and at that certain point they, they drop off. But our problem is we try to carry people that start with us to our next destination. When God says no, they were just for you with the, they were just with you for a season. So end up meeting Fred and not knowing that Mama Gant would see me come out of the high school, and she would think to herself. That is, that would be a nice-looking young man for my daughter. I didn't know them. Had no clue that God was all along orchestrating certain persons to be in my life to get me to where I am now. So Fred and I developed this relationship. We become like two peas in a pod. Everywhere I went, Fred was there. If we had to sing, I would go pick Fred up. Fred would put his drums in my truck, and we would drive off. He was always with me. Then we became, then he was the first person I exposed my real self to. Then come to find out, we were both in similar situations. Then not only that, I meet at the time my, his sister, Stephanie. She becomes... A supporting actress 
into my story. We end up developing a relationship as friends because she was there walking with me while I was going through my deliverance process coming out of homosexuality. So she knows all about me, you folks. All right, but this, that's neat there. And so, and so, God would have it in his predestined will that, all right, I got to form and forge this relationship. I got to make it tight because I need Tavares to be around Fred and Stephanie because they are supporting role actors and actresses for his, for his lead position, where he's going. Come on here. And then so I end up meeting dad again. First, I didn't like him. Mama again, don't do that. I was like, who is this? What is this? Because I, I think one time I saw Bishop, uh, Bishop came to the high school. Uh, it was an award ceremony or something. Him and Mama again, they walked in there with full minks on. I was like, what in the high hells and heavens is this what's going on today? They walked in there with minks on. I was like, what? I had no clue. But guess what? While I was sitting in the auditorium, God highlighted them because I remembered them from the minks. <laughs> Not knowing that the highlight at that time was God showing me they're going to be connected to you. So the providence of God would have it that my dad said, you can leave our family church until you graduate from high school. So they need, True Way needed a musician. Now here's the other crazy thing. God behind the scenes, I got the Gant family over here. Fred and Stephanie, we're forging our relationship. 1993, 94, they needed a musician. I was playing in my home church. I ended up playing here part-time. Not knowing that me being a servant would get me to a place of prominence. So Fred said, we need a musician because our musician is gone. I said, let me talk to my daddy. Talk to daddy. Yeah, you can go play over there. So I was doing second, uh, third and fourth Sunday, or first and second, or whatever. Two Sundays here and two Sundays at my home church. I graduate from high school. Dad said, you can go. End up coming here full time, serving as a supporting musician. Not knowing that all the while, God was even orchestrating the removal of certain leaders within the music department to push me to the front. Not knowing that I met Bishop Gant and Mama Gant. Mama Gant had a boutique in DeSoto off of Hampton. And uh, Fred said, I want you to meet my daddy and my mama. I was like, oh, Lord, you know, I already seen your dad. I'm just like, this is just too much, too much. Too much, too much, too extra. This is, this, it's a lot going on here. And uh, you know, I, you know, I'm a Baptist. I come from Baptist. You know, I, you know, I went used to seeing Minks and Mercedes, and you know, my my papa and they they drove a Mercedes, but th this was a different level. These Gants was on, and I was just like, I ain't never seen this. It's it's a lot. It's a lot because when you see the both of them, they, you know, they 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 not, they dressed down for what? No. They dressed up. You know, I'm just like, a uh, bishop would wear his Kooja sweaters, and I'm just like, what is all of this? This is, this, is, this is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Because I wasn't used to class. And so, they, what? <laughs> and so, and so, and so, I met Bishop, and we talked 
And he ended up bringing me on. And then I ended up forging a relationship with him. He had the key to unlock my destiny. Fifth grade going to DeSoto school districts, not knowing that by the 12th grade, meeting the Gants, who were all a part of my story to get me where I needed to go. Met him, began to serve up under this house as the minister, uh, as, a, as a supporting part-time musician, then moved from there because I served faithfully, became the main musician, then the worship pastor, minister of music. Then he told me one day in his office, because by the end, he's my dad. And I was spending a lot of time with the Gants. And then I, uh, and I'm, uh, then it, then, uh, they had nerve to give me keys to the church. I'm like, oh, this is a lot, Jesus. Then I, I, I was being faithful, you know, opening up the church, everything he needed. I became like right-hand man after all them Israelites left. And, uh, and uh, I began to, he could depend on me. Whatever he needed, I was able to do it. Sometimes it got on my nerve, but I gripped my teeth. And there were times I wanted to quit and leave and say, uh-uh, I'm done. God never opened his mouth and said, leave. I didn't know that God was using all this pressure to conform me. The things that I experienced in this house, they were all used, you know, because, you know, uh, pearls are created via irritation inside the clam. God used the irritations of ministry to create a pearl. Come on here. A pearl. And so I am what I am because I went through a lot. Still going through a lot. I don't like it. But it's a part of God's plan. Even in the making of an apostle, God is still making me. He's still stretching me and conforming me. I ain't got it all together, but he's still working, and I'm allowing him. I'm on the potter's wheel, and I'm still allowing him to shape me even while I'm in this spot. Because it's all a part of the plan. He called me in the office one day. He said, Gardner? I said, Yes. He told me a story. He already always had stories. He said, uh, after he told me the story, he said, you're going to be the pastor of this church. To his face, y'all know, I called him a liar. Not only a liar, I said, you a bald-faced liar. I said, I don't want this church. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, you're going to have it. And I said, use a lie. And guess what? He ain't lie. He already knew. Now, I forgot this part. There was another supporting actress who was praying that a musician would walk in this house that didn't know anything about holiness, that God would teach him holiness. And that person was Mother Beatrice Edwards. And she had already prophesied maybe a week or two before I walked in the doors. And she said, there he is. God had orchestrated my hookup with the Gants to get to this place. Link up with the prophet. Now, rather, if y'all didn't know it or not, my bishop. He was an evangelist to his heart. He, was a, he had the role of a pastor, but his office was really evangelist. And he also, listen, flowed in the prophetic heavily. If he grabbed your hand, he began to see into your life and speak into your life. He began to unlock my destiny. And so I would never dishonor my mother 
and my father, my spiritual parents, because if it were not for them, I would not be where I am today. People ask, well, how is it with your mother-in-law staying with I said, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I don't have no issues. Will you touch yourself and say, self? It's all a part of the plan. Come on, will you say, self? It's all a part of the plan. Samuel sees Saul. They begin to talk. They go up to have dinner. That was a dinner that was already prepared for Saul. Saul just needed to show up. People of the way and people in here, all you need to do is just show up. Everything is already prepared for you. But the devil wants to get you to a place where you don't show up and you miss divine moments. I'm coming to tell you right now, you cannot afford to miss any more divine moments. Saul begins to receive the word of the Lord from Samuel. Samuel says, you're going to be king of the people. And he said, oh, by the way, your donkeys have been found. He sends them back home. Saul's life is now wrecked because a search for donkeys end up turning into a predestined moment. Saints of the Most High God, you may feel like you're at a standstill. You may feel like everything is against you. But again, may I submit to you, if you don't remember nothing else I said, Please remember, you have to endure the discipline of disappointments before you can bear the reward of success. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry, or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www dot twfcdallas.org